Hey everybody, thanks for checking out Making Waves. I'm so glad you're here today because I am speaking with Amy Tucker. Amy is the CEO, the founder, the inventor, <clears throat> excuse me there, I got a frog in my throat. She's the founder, CEO, the inventor of Salty Bridges. What is Salty Bridges? Well, it's an anti-chafing cream. And you may ask, who loves Salty Bridges? Well, summer's here. So if you have a family that's going to the beach, if you're an athlete, triathlete, surfer, paddleboarder, even the military, think about that. So it's perfect, especially for this time of year. They also have a winter guard as well. So we talk about her faith, her family, and her business. We also talk about our mutual love for Jesse Itzler's BYLR program, Build Your Life Resume. Of course, you've heard of it. It's one of our sponsors. It's how actually Amy and I met within the group. So without going into more details and ruining it for you, here is the interview, and I hope you enjoy all right, so before we start, I always ask, well, you've listened, you're a listener to the podcast. You know yep. the questions. All right, here we go. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Rolling Stones or Beatles? Oh, I knew this question was coming. Um, I think the Stones, but I'm not like ridiculous fans of either. I yeah. know, I know. That's terrible to say, but. But okay, so but I've heard your podcast and um, I heard about the Stones and how they were in person, at least oh. <laughs> the lead singer. Talks about that. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think I think I like their music better. It depends. I like certain songs from both bands, but, but I'm not in love with either. Is your answer reflective of you're more of a rock girl than a pop girl? Um, yes, I am more of a rock girl. Well, there you go. Yeah. There's your answer. Yeah. Um, Coke or Pepsi if you drink soda? Um, Coke. Okay. Beach or mountains? See, that's hard for me. I am right in between both. It okay. takes me the same amount of time to get to both, and I love both. So it's very hard, very hard for me to choose between that. And I knew that question was coming too. And there is no, there's no way to choose. Um, I love them both for different reasons. All right. So you're, you're equally on this all right that's fine uh you're in south carolina right that's right uh where are we pc or mac oh so i have a mac um which is an entire entirely different language than a pc but that's what i'm currently used to so i'll say mac okay uh east or west coast <laughs> east i knew that was coming uh kramer or costanza kramer Superman or Batman? Superman. And finally, Kardashians or Osborne? Oh, I guess I'll have to go with, I like Sharon Osborne. Um, okay. I'll go with Osborne's. Very good. All right. Well, that, that ends the podcast. There you go. <laughs> nice to see you. Bye-bye. <laughs> uh, so I am so intrigued because I have... I feel close to your brand because I have this problem. Every time I, I paddleboard, I go to yeah. the ocean all the time. I named my company company after the ocean. So I'm always in water uh -huh. doing stuff. And um, you solve my problem. Oh, yay. How I came about your problem was it was last year where we rented a big house, you know, in, in, um, in North Carolina on the beach. And, um, you know, my brother was there and his family and my sister and my mom. We had this whole family kind of vacation for the first time in a long time. And um, it was the first year that both of my young kids actually were like gung-ho about getting in the water. Uh -huh. so I was in the water the very first day of vacation all day long from like, well, yeah. I also surf fish. So I was in, I was in the water at six o'clock in the morning up until five o'clock at night. And then we went back in and I was in so much pain. Uh -huh. Yeah. Because you're, you know, you're in, there's sand, there's sand in there, there's salt, you know, everything. Um, and I went to the store for something else, but I was in dire need of relief. And I went to the store and I'm like, listen, and I was there for something for my daughter. And it was kind of like a look, look, you know, look both ways kind of deal at the counter. I'm like, listen, I, this is what I'm dealing with right now. I need, I need something. And he gave me your product and I had an amazing vacation the rest of the time I was there. And again, Hallelujah. That was, that was day number one. Yeah. Yeah. 
So tell everybody, you are the CEO, founder of Salty Bridges. That's right. What is Salty Bridges? Oh, it is liquid gold, or it's not even liquid. It's just gold. (laughs) Um, Really, it's a brand we started out of what we call Mama Desperation. So my son, when he was about six, we would go to the beach every year and he'd play in the ocean. And just like your experience within the first day, he would come out walking like a cowboy with crocodile tears because he was in so much pain from the saltwater chafing. And it was really bad for him. He had eczema. He'd seemed to get it a lot worse than the other kids, although all the kids would get it. So we tried all the things. We spent four years trying everything, even the really expensive bathing suits that claimed to keep it from happening. But he would get it on his thighs, under his arms and on his chest from hanging onto a boogie board. The rash guards made it worse. Like it was just trial and error, but it was really a bad situation for him. And I went to one of the local surf shops a high-end surf shop. This was on Folly Beach in Charleston. And I asked about this and they said, yeah, we know it's a problem, but just go to your local drugstore, get some diaper rash cream. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. That stuff is terrible. It's just not helping. So after that vacation, I went home to my kitchen, mixed up my own concoction, and I played with that formula for a long time and landed on one that really worked. And our family and a lot of our friends and their kids used it at the beach We did that for four years without giving it a thought that we had a solution. And then in 2017, one of my girlfriends, one of the moms of another kid that was at the beach with us said, hey, you need to post on Facebook that you have a solution to this. And I'm like, really? You know, I didn't know this was a thing except really for my son. So I posted in 2017 and I had over 700 comments, DMs, instant messages. Like my phone just went nuts after I posted that. So when we got home from our beach trip for six months, I blended and poured in little jars and sold it out of my front porch. And then my husband, who had some foresight, came to me and said, you know, I think we need to pursue this. So that's kind of the real short answer to how I got here. But I had a full-time career and a completely different life before this. So what was that career? Because I'm dying to know what background did you have to go home? I mean, I've had that problem all my life. I never thought once about going home. (laughs) Talking something. Well, um, I actually majored in chemistry. Um, and I, I started my career as a process improvement engineer, and then I switched over to pharmaceuticals. So I, I actually sold pharmaceuticals for 17 years. And I walked away from that career to launch my own brand. So when you go home, where does where does the where does that process begin in the, in the, in the mad kitchen? Like how, how does that happen? Well, I had an idea of a couple of things that could help with inflammation, um, certain vitamins, lanolin was the base that I went with. I know the properties of lanolin and how wonderful they are and how soothing and protective. Which is so what? lanolin comes from the wool of sheep. So oh. they just shear the sheep and then they spin the wool in a centrifuge and collect the fat from the wool and it keeps the wool waterproof and it keeps it from just building bacteria. So I started with lanolin and then I added different things to it that would blend well with it. And that's kind of how I came up with it. I just knew a couple of things that would help and I wanted to try it out. It was trial and error, really. How many different versions did you come up with (laughs) until what you have right now? Probably about 15. Wow. Yeah. And, but I didn't do it all on my own. So I, I had a good base. And then um, when I decided to pursue a manufacturer, I got really, really lucky with this particular aspect because oftentimes cosmetic manufacturers will own your formula. They'll move it in-house to an in-house chemist. They'll tweak your formula. You really sign it over to them. It's a whole thing. So with this situation, because I was so small and I couldn't find a manufacturer that would work with me, I finally landed on a mom and pop uh, cosmetic manufacturer in in Minnesota. And I called them and they said, yeah, we'll help you on our sample line because I didn't know how many I wanted to start making at first. Uh, They asked if I had a formula and I said, I do, but it melts. I want some help with the stability for this formula. He said, oh, we have a good friend who's an independent cosmetic chemist, and she specializes in this. You need to call her. And she was in Iowa. So I called her, and I I told her my situation. And I said, can I come out and see you 
and she's in Mechanicsville, Iowa, in the middle of nowhere. She's like, people don't come out here to see me. We can typically handle these problems over the phone. I said, no, I, I really want to know if I need, I want to get, I didn't tell her this, but I really just wanted to look in her eyes and see if I was on to something or if I just needed to stop this whole thing right away. So I took my son, who was then about 12, and I took him with me to Iowa. And we went to her lab. She was awesome. She's still a very dear friend and very dear to our company. Um, my issue was very minor. She was able to correct it in a day. But she spent a lot of time with me, a lot of time with my son. She had a huge dry erase board behind her that had so many brands on it that you and I use all the time. So anytime there's a formula and it, it does what they call it, it craps out or it just doesn't perform like it's supposed to, they'll send samples to her and she'll figure out what's wrong with it. Wow. So she's, she's pretty important to a lot of brands, but she's independent. And that's what's important because I did not have to lose my formula to my manufacturer, which is unusual. And it just, it fell into that space that I like to say was God divine, just God directed. So I still own hundred percent of my formula. She helped me tweak it. And she also gave me a little bit of confidence that, yeah, you're onto something. There's a real need for this in the market. Um, go for it. You need to go for this. And that really helped kind of catapult me and gave me a little fuel to really push through the hard stuff. So this is a completely naive question, but when okay. it comes to the formula was, you, so you have a background of chemistry, but mm -hmm. was your formula, pretty much everything that you would find in a kitchen in a pantry. No, okay. no, no. Okay. No, I ordered several of the raw materials from yeah. different places. Okay. Yeah, it's not not typical stuff that you would probably use every day. And was this like trial number one that you ordered all this stuff or you tried to come up with something? Yeah, no, when I ordered everything from the different, I ordered some stuff from Amazon. I ordered it from a couple of different cosmetic suppliers and mixed it all together. Those were still the same ingredients that are in it today. I just had to get her to help me tweak some of the levels. See, that's amazing to me because normally, you know, someone like yourself that has a problem that goes home, rushes home to, to figure out how to fix it. It's all with what you have, kind yeah. of in the house, you know, or yeah. you just go to the store and grab something. This, I mean, you, you thought this, it was, you thought not only thought it out, but you, it was like this trial, like you said, trial and error thing of, yeah. so I guess, was that your background that, you know, allowed you to understand what you needed to order in the first place? Probably a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it was really my son. So he would not, he would not use anything that had any sort of color to it. He did not want anybody to know that he had this on his skin. Like he's, in, you know, he was, he was young. Everything embarrassed him, including me. <laughs> so no diaper rash creams. God forbid you put that under his arms and on his chest. You know, that was a big negative. Yeah. Um, he didn't want anything that was going to irritate him or be sticky like a Vaseline. He didn't want anything that was going to come off and rub off on his board. Um, he didn't want anything that would draw any attention to him. No smells, no colors, you know, none of that. So I took all of that into consideration too and knew I could, I needed to come up with something, number one, that withstood salt water all day long. That was my goal. And then something that he would use and not complain about any aspects of, of the product. Mm -hmm. And that's, those were my two goals. And that, that was, it was that simple. So I've personally used your product. And again, it's different from the other products that I've used years ago. Um, but could you tell our listeners what makes your product different than every, you know, other things on the market? What differentiates? Sure. So one of the biggest differences is that we formulated this in the heart of a very humid, hot state. <laughs> so it was to combat something extreme like salt water. So the other products on the market are mostly to combat sweat chafing, which granted it's salt, but you're not immersed in salt water to remove it. They're not near as robust as salty bridges. And all of those others were formulated in hot, arid climates, not humid climates. So ours is quickly becoming known for being the most robust that'll last the longest against real extreme conditions. And it's not uncomfortable to wear. Good. 
where the other ones have been. Interesting. And almost the other ones like weigh you down almost, you know, because you feel it with every step, you know that it's on you. Yeah. Yeah. Ours <laughs> behaves a little differently for sure. Yeah. Um, and the big thing too with surfers is, is they don't want it coming off on a surfboard. They don't want it to eat through their wetsuits. Yeah. You know, all of that kind of came a little later. I, I didn't even realize that was a thing. I thought this is just to help the local kids in our area. And then it really demand went bananas and it was, it was crazy. And then we ended up getting into these other areas just kind of by default. Well, tell me about the military. Yeah, that's a big story. That one's near and dear to my heart. So um, another God directed divine intervention. I, I fully believe that. So we went to, um, we went on a fishing trip with some friends of ours who rent land to special forces to train. And it was under the radar. Nobody knew they'd been doing this for years and years and years. And we got to know this family, super sweet family. Our sons are kids. They called me after this fishing trip and said, Hey, we think there's some guys you probably need to meet. <laughs> like, you know, okay. I didn't know who these people were going to be. So I went into a restaurant to have lunch with these guys and I show up and they're these four, you know, super fit guys sitting at a table and I sit down with them and it turns out they're special forces. And um, one of them is a green beret. The other are um, Marsoc Marine Raiders. They sit down and they say, Miss Tucker, there are two things we need help with chafing and our feet. And I said, I think I can help you, but let me, let me back up to this story. Cause there's a, an element of this. that is really special. The day before I had this lunch, I had received my first shipment of salty britches tubes to my warehouse, which is where I'm at right now. My first order, it was a big thing. The whole family was here. We were going to open all the boxes and celebrate. And it was a big, big deal. <laughs> well, when we opened the boxes, I start noticing that some of my tubes are twisted to the point that I cannot sell them. When they had sealed the tubes, they had twisted the tubes when they sealed it and it made the labels appear on the side of the tube because the tubes are screen printed. There's, it's not a sticker. I couldn't sell these tubes. They were just wrecked. And I had about a thousand tubes that I could not sell that we all had to sort through all of our supply and pull out what we couldn't sell. I was a wreck, Tom. I cried. I'm like, what am I doing? This is the dumbest thing I've ever done. I can't believe this is happening. You know, it was one of those moments that made me question everything. That was the day before I met with these guys. So they tell me they need help with chafing and their feet. And I said, dang, you know, I have about a thousand tubes that I cannot sell. Do you want them? He said, ma'am, we don't care what the tube looks like as long as the stuff on the inside works. And that was my first donation to the military. A thousand tubes to the special forces. It could not have happened. I couldn't have drawn that up any better. That was three years ago. And today I'm still great friends with these guys. I've developed a great relationship with them. They came to me and asked if I could make it in a black tube, just at their request. And of course, I said, absolutely. I started working on that before COVID hit. They actually helped me design all of the copy, the logo, everything. They helped me. They told me they wanted a screw top, not a flip top. They hate flip tops because they have to put Gorilla Tape or something on any flip top because they don't want it to break or come off or, you know, get on their other gear in their ruck bag. So we switched the top to a screw top and they helped me come up with that logo, the military logo. That was all theirs. They were very much a part of that story. And then COVID hit and it delayed me by a year of actually bringing this to market. And we launched the black tube in February of 2021. So that's a new one. But we also, after that meeting and that initial donation, we decided to make it a mission to donate a tube for every tube that we sell to the military. And to date, we've donated almost 10,000 tubes That's amazing. to the military. Yeah. It's been a fun ride. What was the, um, what was the reasoning for the black tube? Was it just aesthetics or was it like, sur like it needed to be dark for camouflage reasons? I think it was more a little bit of both. 
they don't want anything that reflects any light. Okay. Um, but this is not really a product that you anticipate, you know, outside of their bag or anything like that. But I think they just wanted a cool black tube yeah. <laughs> that was geared for them. Okay. Now you mentioned feet. Tell yeah. me about that. That was something that I learned about after the fact. I didn't even think about this doing anything for the feet, but Chad Wright is actually the one that really kind of discovered this use. But he would cover his feet in salty britches before he'd do an ultra marathon and he would not get any blisters. Oh, and right. he would run a hundred miles at a time, which blew my mind that that was even a thing. <laughs> So for the military, they love it on their feet because they're wearing these heavy boots that are, can wreck their feet and they, their feet get a lot of moisture and a lot of sweat. They change their socks often, but with the salty bridges, it makes a huge difference for them to be able to tolerate that amount of sweat and just spending that much time in boots. How does it physically work? <laughs> that is the million dollar question. Um, if I told you that, I'd have to kill you. <laughs> no, I'm playing. Is that why that guy standing outside? <laughs> yeah, don't pay any attention to the people that will be following you around. I know people now in high places. <laughs> but really, it it so. <laughs> I thought it was easy top, but it's Chad. Oh, that's hilarious. No, um, lanolin most closely mimics the lipids in your own skin more than anything else in nature. Lanolin does. So like attracts like. So they attract each other, the skin and the lipids in the skin and the lanolin attract each other and they really kind of bond. So it just gives you an extra layer of protection. It's not permanent, obviously, but it does last about 24 hours it's hard to get off of your skin, which is one of the reasons it works really well. Um, the other factor is that we have wax in it. And so this is kind of a waxy feel, not a greasy. Um, it's not a silicone base feel. It's different. Yeah, it's kind of something you have to experience. It's very hard to put words to it of how it behaves, but it really does bond to the skin. The wax component, is that what makes it feel more, I don't know, like natural? Well, that's a real subjective um, description, but I, I don't, I don't know the answer to that question. Um, Cause when you use the silicone based products, it, it feels like you have things that shouldn't be on you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like heavy and thick and, but yours feels natural. Oh, well, I'm glad to hear that. I've not heard it described that way. Um, more than anything we hear, you just don't know it's there. Yeah. So it, it just removes that distraction of have, having to worry about that pain. You just don't really pay attention that it's there, so which how, is the whole purpose. How did Chad come about your product? So um, I started following Jesse Itzler after I read his book, Living with a Seal, um, I, of course I knew about Sarah, I loved her. And then I just was so intrigued by Jesse and this was before BYLR and all of that stuff. And then I saw that Jesse was learning to run by Chad Wright, who had recently gotten out of the Navy. And I thought, Oh, I need to reach out to that guy. If he's running these long distances and he's a Navy guy, it's right up my alley, you know? So I reached out to him on Instagram and he got back to me right away. This was before anybody knew who Chad was. And I sent product to Chad and he got back to me. He sent me a video that he made unsolicited. He loved the stuff. And Chad does not promote anything that he does not like. There's no doubt about that. So I just developed a relationship with Chad and got to know him. And I've met him several times. Um, I'm actually going down this week to Rome, Georgia to spend some time with him and his wife. Brooke, but Chad really likes the product because it worked and he was competing in all of these long distance races and he would always use salty britches. Yeah. So let's kind of segue into BYLR. So, so for those, so BYLR sponsors this podcast. I've been a member of BYLR since 2000. I was in the second BYLR class in 2018. Um, how did you come about BYLR, which for everyone that doesn't know, it's build your life resume. Um, how would you describe BYLR? 
I know how I describe it. How would you describe it? Oh my goodness. It is a community full of all walks of life, but they're all rock stars. And, and for me, the entrepreneurial world was new to me. This was like a different planet from where, you know, the corporate world where I'd spent my life. And I found myself working in a cave for hours and hours, building a brand, doing all the things that are, you know, part of owning your own business and things that are not glamorous and just working like crazy in my office. And I saw Jesse promoting BYLR and I thought instantly, I need to be a part of that. I love the outdoors. I love to do different things, go different places. I love people. I love to meet people. I'm interested in people. And I felt that I was just in this cave of this one dimension. And I was desperate to network and to meet other like-minded people, um, really have more of a structure to push myself and do things I'd not done before. So it, it made sense with who I am as a person. I signed up right away. I took the BYLR course. I went to the first ever camp BYLR, which I loved. Um, I have wonderful friendships as a result of BYLR, of people that I talk to regularly, that I you know, schedule time to spend with them, to do different things with them. I mean, it's been such a gift to me. Um, and it's helped me tremendously in this journey of being an entrepreneur, of really setting aside time to live my life not just build a business and have it suck the life out of me, which is very easy to do. It's, it's helped me add more dimension to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really a long description, but I love, love, love BYLR. I'm part of 30 days of excellence. I love those calls. Um, it's especially for someone that's a learner, who, which is what I am. I get so excited about learning new things and learning from other people, learning from people that have already done what I'm doing, um, learning from people that have reached this, these other levels of human potential that I never thought was even possible. And um, yeah, that's, that's what it means to me. To me, it's a gift to myself, which is ultimately a gift to those around me. It makes me better. Great way to lo- of looking at it. I can echo everything that you said. I have some amazing relationships that I've built out of BYLR that I, I just got a call from this, a text this morning from one of my, we had, mm-hmm. so I'm in the calendar club as well. Gotcha. And I was, we were in the, um, so we, we were in the first go of it. So we have the coach that we check in once a month and uh-huh. that whole thing. And um, we had, there's three of us that are like accountability partners with each other. And I got a call from one, a text from one of them this morning going, you know, I was thinking about you this morning. Is there anything I need to pray um, for you about? And I was just like, where do you get that? I Other love that. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, I, I had um, at the beginning of COVID, um, a friend of mine that I, I developed uh, that, that, you know, we became friends in the 2018 class. Um, I had kidney cancer a couple of years ago. Oh, wow. And uh, everything's fine. They, I, Good. I, I got off really easy. They, my, they took one of the kidneys out. Um, but one of my friends from BYLR, BYLR, that first class, reached out to me on Instagram going, hey, you know, I'm a registered nurse. I looked up all this stuff. You need to be aware of this. You need to be aware of this. You need to think about this. Wow. Stay away from that. You need to do this. Take vitamin, you know, all this stuff. And I just thought that was really awesome. All right. So let's talk about BYLR. I've been in BYLR since 2018. It's Jesse Itzler's Build Your Life Resume course. And they are a sponsor of this podcast. So specifically, 30 Days of Excellence. It's every Wednesday night. And it is a life coaching session that happens online. Jesse's on them. Chad Wright, former Navy SEAL and endurance athlete. Mark Brown, former NFL athlete and celebrity trainer. And they have everyone on there from like Wim Hof, Sanjay Gupta, Jim Quick. Um, It's amazing. So right now, it's you get your first month 50% off if you use the code WAVES at checkout at BYLR.com. Just go to 30 Days of Excellence, fill out the form, put in the code, and you get 50% off your first month. All right, back to the interview. I've been in a bunch of other groups and you don't get that kind of camaraderie or caring about each other. 
and um, inspiration. Everybody inspires everybody. So it's, it's been, it's been a real, you, you said, an, I think a gift, I look at it as it's been a great investment for, for my life, my family's life. And absolutely that too. Yeah. I mean, when I was um, in pharmaceuticals, we always had teams around us and they were rock stars too. I mean, I've been fortunate to be around a lot of really high performing people for the majority of my work life and, and school life. Um, and then you go from having that support and those people around you to being an entrepreneur and, and diving off this cliff that I dove off of to not having anyone around you. It can be very lonely. Yeah. So this was a community that just kind of spoke to my heart. And I'm like, that's where I need to go. That's where I want to belong. You know, honestly, it had nothing to do with Salty Bridges. It was for me personally, because it was build your life resume. It wasn't build your business resume, but it has definitely transferred into my business. And then you have all these people in this program that are doing these extraordinary things that are physical and they need salty britches. And it's just kind of worked out that way. It was really cool. And then 29029 picked us up as their anti-chafe product in their, in all of their events. That. So that's really fun. Yeah. yeah. All right. So speaking of BYLR, I posted that we were going to be talking today and I have some questions from the BYLR community. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. So first, where are these questions? Here we go. Mike Parnell wants to know how has being, how has been, gosh, I, I didn't type that correctly. Let me start. <laughs> I like Mike a lot. He's a great guy. How is, uh, so Mike Barnell wants to know, how has being in BYLR helped you in your entrepreneur journey? Oh, just like I had said, I mean, it, it has helped me not be so one dimensional in focusing just on the business, which is probably not a very healthy thing to do. Um, and it's increased my ability to really push myself and be around some of these other people that are doing the same thing, like attracts like, right? So I'm around these other people that are pushing me, which ultimately helps me raise the bar in my business. It helps me raise the bar as a mom. It helps me raise the bar as a wife, as all of these things. So it's it's definitely been a huge part of my entrepreneurial life and my business because of the product and how it relates to the people in this group. But more importantly, because of what it does for me and how it helps open my mind to growing and, and pushing myself beyond my original capabilities. Okay. Um, Scotty Han wants to know, uh, and this is more about future developments, any plans to add sunscreen or like a post swim wash? That is a great question. That is a very common question. Um, so this will be a little, a little tech nerdy, but Our formula is an anhydrous formula, meaning it has no water in it. And it tends to repel SPF as far as the combination of adding SPF to our formula. They don't mix very well, Um, but it doesn't interfere with SPF. And I know that sounds a little counterintuitive, but you can apply salty britches to your body. Like, for example, when my son puts it under his arms or, you know, right around his chest and under his arms, give that a few minutes to go into your skin and then you can apply sunblock on top of it and they won't interfere with each other because they repel each other, but they both can do their job. But I haven't, there's always a way I'm a firm believer. There is a way you can find a means to an end, but I haven't invested in that yet because it's going to take a good bit of work to try to get the two to marry up. Okay. It's a whole molecule thing. It is. It's chemistry. Yeah. It is. It's chemistry. Uh, Mariella Rodriguez wants to know, can you share your story about your why? And we talked about your son, but like, Mm -hmm. why did you go? Let's just say, why did you put this on the mass market? Why do you continue to look at future developments? What's your why? Because really the people that it helped and we have lots of stories of people that we did not know. And that's when it really started for us to think, oh my gosh, we're really... This is important to people. They, people showed up to my house that I'd never met before just to show me their hands. One, one lady I will never forget, she was a postal worker and it was wintertime. And she did not, she wasn't my postal lady. She worked in a different area, 
but someone had told her about salty bridges because she was putting her hands in mailboxes in the winter time and her hands were super, super chapped and dry. And she struggled with that a lot. She started using salty bridges and like was so touched by it. She wanted to show me herself and she came to my house unannounced to show me her hands, you know, and I didn't know her. There's several stories like that. And my husband actually said, you know, you can't not do this. Look mm -hmm. at the different people that have benefited from this. Look at the families that can enjoy their beach time. Their kids aren't suffering. This is something that needs to be out there and we need to do it. And we, when I say we needed to do it, this, this is something that changed our life. We sold everything we owned. We sold our home and we moved into a tiny house that we had like that had been put. It is, it's not the legit time. This is a tiny house before tiny houses were a thing. So it's a small little cabin with no closets and no washer and dryer hookup. And we moved into it. We already owned it. It's been in our family since the eighties. It was in a different town. So we moved my son out of private Christian school into public school in the seventh grade. And he didn't know anyone. He was in a different town completely. Um, we moved to the cabin and we built the shop where I am now. And I built a laundry room in my shop. So I just drive my, laundry up to the shop and do laundry while I'm at work. <laughs> so we made massive changes in our life to do this. And we felt called to do it. We felt like we had to do it. It wasn't about money. I knew this would take years to develop um, and, and to be able to sustain our family because developing a brand just is that way, unless you're going to pump a ton of money into it. We've done all this organically. We've taken no investors so that's kind of what we did to just commit 100% to bring this to people that needed it. That's our why. It's about the people that use it. Hmm. It's, I, didn't, I didn't know to that full extent how much you sacrificed just to get this going. Yeah, big time. And how, big many, time. how many nights did you lay in that cabin wondering, did you do the right thing? We're still in the cabin. And we've been fortunate enough to buy the property next to it, which is six acres yeah. and build our shop. I've never questioned if this was the right thing. Yeah. I've had moments like when I received my first shipment and did not know, you know, a thousand of the tubes were unsellable. I've had moments, but I've learned those moments are what catapults you to the next step. You know, it, it's nothing's going to run smoothly. This certainly does not. And I've learned, oh my gosh, I've learned a ton. I wouldn't have learned anything if it all worked out. That's how you learn is by screwing stuff up. All right, so, so I usually ask this question at the end, but what has been your favorite failure that led to a breakthrough? Definitely the, um, the tubes, the issue with the tubes, because that led us to the military, which came to me to reinvent my tube completely. So when they said, you know, we don't want a flip top, we need a ribbed top. I changed my entire product line because of that. Um, we've made a lot of changes as a result of learning what they did not like. Hmm. Um, and it, we also learned another big one was that um, because we created this for the hot, humid temperatures, we were shipping, we've shipped all over the world, but we were shipping up north near Syracuse, New York. And I got contacted by some guys that played hockey. They were on a hockey team and they had been buying our product. And they said, you know, it's so cold here. We can't squeeze it out of the tube. And I thought, what do you mean you can't squeeze it out? Of the tube? <laughs> it would freeze. And as a result of that, we developed the winter skin relief. So I took my same formula and I tweaked the levels with the help of my chemist in Iowa and came up with the Salty Bridges Winter Skin Relief. So it is designed not to freeze and the chafing ointment is designed not to melt. So we came up with that as a result of the problem with them squeezing it out of the tube. And then also a new tube design to help that as well, which came from the military. You know, that story, again, kind of sheds light on the fact that it's really important who you surround yourself with, because that partnership with the woman in Iowa has been invaluable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, really. So much so. That's she's great. And she's a total cheerleader for me. And yeah. 
I've called her many times in utter panic of, oh my gosh. So for example, um, I was at the manufacturer during the polar vortex in Minnesota in 2019. Um, or was that 2020? I think it was 2019. And I was getting product off of the machine and testing product. And that was another realization that it was too thick. So, you know, I call her in a panic. I, I need to adjust this and I want to adjust this and this and this. And she was like, okay, this is what we need to do. And she, you know, slow me down and help me have a little more clarity about what I was doing. Um, and she's, she's held my hand through the whole thing. She's been an incredible gift to us. That's great. All right. Our last question from BYLR and it's an in-depth one. Um, this is from Mike Belenny. Uh, how does Amy maintain an overarching mission oriented perspective within the context of building a business? That's an easy answer for me because it centers on my faith. So that my faith is the most important, you know, I'm uh, my faith and my relationship with Christ. And then I'm a wife and then I'm a mother and then I'm a daughter and then I'm a neighbor and a friend and a sister-in-law and an aunt. And then I'm a business owner. And it, I have intentionally been a little slower at growing this because of the ages of my son and my, you know, my family members, and I want to be around for them. I could be in my car and travel every single week to grow this business like crazy. I do a lot of that, but I don't do it as often as people think I should on purpose. Because this is a business that will grow at a certain pace because people like the product. It's going to grow. I'm not doing it for the money, like I told you. I want to do it in a balance with the rest of my life. And that's contrary to what a lot of people may think is the right way to do it, but it's the way I want to do it because I want to be there with my family. I want to experience the different things that my family was going through in the ages. And I want to be at the ball games and um, experience this 15 year old who before I know it is going to be out of the house. And then if I want to spend more time traveling and doing all that, I can. So I just try to balance the two and that all of that is because of my faith. Mm -hmm. And that's really what centers my drive for being a mom and being a business owner. Well, and if, it, if it doesn't jive with my faith, I'm not going to do it. It's also at the forefront of your business. So mm -hmm. everywhere, whether it's your Instagram um, profile description or the website, you have listed Philippians 4.13. Yeah, it's on the back of every tube. What does that verse mean to you? Oh, that's a big one because it's not what people think it is. Philippians 4.13 is I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That doesn't mean Christ is going to give me strength to go make a really stupid decision that could hurt myself or other people. It doesn't mean that I'll always be successful. I think I will because that's in my DNA, but it's not because Christ is going to give me the strength to do everything. It means he's going to give me the strength to make mistakes and get through them. He'll give me the strength to get through parenting, even though I may not do it right. You know, he's going to get me the strength through supporting people like yourself that I have friends that have gone through cancer and that are going through it now, you know, and to care for people, even though it's not the easiest. Mm -hmm. Makes me emotional. Ugh, I wasn't going to cry on this podcast. <laughs> Um, it's just about where he wants me to be and being in his will. And he'll give me strength for that at that moment. And if that is, you know, caring for somebody, then that's what it is. He gives me strength for that. He gives me strength to get through the business. It gives me strength to deal with difficult people or difficult vendors or, um, you know, legal stuff that I have to get through for this business. I don't know what I'm doing with that stuff, but he directs my steps. He's sending me people that huh, get a hold of myself. He's sending me people that help me. He really does. He opens the doors that make sense. It's so God directed. I could not draw it up on my own and I couldn't, but it doesn't mean it's easy. 
just because he gives me the strength doesn't mean it falls into place perfectly and that it's easy. And that's why that verse is so important to me, because there are people that are not building a business, you know, that that maybe they're doing other things, but it's hard for them. And I wanted to put that verse on the tubes and had to fight for that because fight who for that. I had to fight the people that created my tubes that make cosmetic tubes because it's not customary. Oh, the last, this is what they'd say. The last thing you want to do is combine your business with Christianity or to combine your business with a verse, a Bible verse. I mean, it's rare that you can go to the marketplace and find a product with a Bible verse on it. You don't see it because people are scared of that. I am not scared of that at all. But I had to tell him, you know, this is my product. I feel strongly about this. And I want Philippians 4.13 on the back of every tube. And if you won't make it for me, I will find somebody else that will. And he reluctantly agreed to put it on there. It's not caused us any problems. Um, if anything, I think it's really helped people that see that first. They go look it up if they don't know it or they always ask about it. You know, what does that mean? Or, or why do you have it on there? That's the biggest mission. Well, there's a few companies out there and, and, and it's interesting because I don't think, I mean, I'm sure, you know, people have opinions. But um, I think of In-N-Out Burger. They have the verse on the inside of the cup, on the bottom of the cup. Uh, I did not. You know, we don't have In-N-Out Burger here. I had no idea. <laughs> life's greatest sadness is living on the East Coast. I'm in D.C. And uh, we don't have an In-N-Out Burger here. But on the inside of the bottom of the cup, there's a Bible verse there. And then, That's um, very cool. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Steph Curry puts a Bible verse on his shoe. But if you walk into a regular store that sells products like cosmetics or no. lotions or whatever. You just don't see it. So were they threatening not to print that on there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Doing? I know. Right. They just, you know, they were trying to help me as a brand. We want your brand to really grow. And, you know, they obviously want me to pump the volume, right. which we've been able to do despite that. Right. And he's just trying to mentor me in a way of saying, this is not customary. I don't recommend it. I think it's a mistake. Yeah. Well, yeah so speaking of branding, cause that's what I do and I'm interested in um, who helped you along with that. Like where did you come up with the logo, the name, yeah. like all the good stuff. Um, that I, I too think that was just a, a gift. Um, we were sitting all of, we have a group of friends that would go to the beach together every year and the same group of friends had all of our kids are about the same age. So we would pass around my little Tupperware jar of homemade concoction every summer and all the kids would use it. And actually just about everybody would use it. And we were sitting on the beach and I thought we need to name this stuff. And I know I want britches in the name because britches is a real Southern term, obviously. And um, I, I'm not really sure who landed on the salty. It was just like a, we're sitting in a circle on the beach and we're just throwing names out there. And as soon as I heard salty britches, I'm like, that's it. That's the name. That's perfect. But I don't know exactly who said it. So that's where the salty britches came from. It was just that basic of, a of how it happened. And then the logo my son came up with. So my son, who's now 15 at the time, he was, you know, nine, 10 years old. This is, um, this is kind of a neat part of our story, but, um, I'm from South Carolina, but my mom is from California. So all of my family still lives in California. All of my cousins and aunts and uncles, grandparents, they were all still in California and the shaker, the hang loose sign is really popular there in surf culture. Mm -hmm. So my little Southern son thinks it's the coolest thing ever because all of them, you know, are in pictures with the shaker and it's a big deal out there. And he just insisted on it. He's like, you, we've got to have the shaker in the logo. That's what I want. And, you know, here's this young 19 year old, like he was absolutely adamant. That's what it had to be. <laughs> so we worked it up with a local guy who's a friend of mine who does some graphic design on the side. And I contacted him. I said, hey, we have this idea for this round logo. We've since changed our logo slightly, 
But our original logo, we had the words that read all the way around in a circle and we had the shake in the middle and he drew it up for us. And it was that simple. Of course, we trademarked everything, trademarked the name. Um, and then a friend that I'd met from BYLR, Noah Pines, who has talents besides being an attorney, he came to me and I'm so glad he did. He said, I, I hope you take this the right way, but I think you need to tweak your logo. I'm like, I am all ears. Tell me what you think. So the original logo read all the way around. So the britches part would read upside down. Okay. Because the, the letters just followed them themselves yep. around in a circle. He said, I think you need to take britches and just stack it with salty. So they read the same direction. And it's so much easier to read. And he was right. So we changed everything to fit that, that schematic of, making the logo easier to read. This was the original logo. Oh yeah. He's absolutely right. Yeah. And then this is the current logo. Uh, you can't see it from the, um, the glare, but yep. we changed britches to stack to the salty. Yeah, another sense. reason why to join BYLR. Right. You know, logos. Um, I'm sorry. Noah's the one that came up with that um, bananas song for Jesse when he would do his bananas calls. Um, yeah. Noah's got secret talents. Shout out to Noah. Yep. Yep. He's, he's definitely a big cheerleader for us. You know, one thing I love about you is your um, attachment to family, but letting them into your business. So I can, I can identify and this is how, so one of our sponsors, Bridges uses the word Bridges yeah. outdoors. They were this iconic clothing brand in, in DC based in Georgetown, you know, like DC's Rodeo drive kind of deal. And um, everybody wore it. And, you know, it was a warthog logo on there and it uh -huh. was like, like the punk rock of prep, you know, it wasn't mm -hmm. the, the polo, you know, the fancy polo or the alligator, all that. It was just kind of like our own thing. And they went away in the early 2000s. And then this gentleman, Matt, uh, brought him back. He was on the podcast. I, I heard it. Yeah. So um, uh, we went down. I went down there to, to talk about the, you know, a bunch of stuff and, and the podcast. And um, it was on a Wednesday. And my daughter, who is 11, um, I was like, hey, you want to? You want to go on a road trip? You can just kind of hang out while I meet. And uh, I said, Hey, you mind? I got, you know, I want to bring my daughter down. He's like, Oh, absolutely. And he's kind of in our mindset, you know, family first. And uh, I took her down there and she wants to be a fashion designer. Wow. And uh, she makes these masks, you know, that we don't have to, we don't have to wear right now. It looks Yay. like. Hallelujah. Night for the first time. And it said on the thing, uh, optional. You don't have to wear it inside. And I'm like, okay, done. Yeah. <laughs> no, I hate them. They all looked at me like I had three heads on, but that was great. Um, so she makes these masks that look like you bought them in stores. Like it's really, really good. So, you know, we're talking and she's hanging out and she's in the meeting with me. She ended up not, you know, hanging out somewhere else. And he says, Hey Sadie, what do you want to do when you grow up? And she's like, oh, I want to be a fashion designer. And I said, look at these, look at this mask. This is what she makes. She's like, oh my gosh. And I think I can talk about this now. He goes, well, listen, why don't you design something for us? And oh, how fun. Like, what do you mean? And she's like, why don't you design something for us? And so we went home a couple days later and I said, hey, Sadie, come here. I want you to explain. I'm going to, we're going to sit in front of my computer. We're going to pull up Photoshop and you tell me how you want this to look like you designed it, but I will actually, you know, implement the design on the computer. And we sent like five designs down to them, all of her original ideas. Wow. And they picked up one of them and it's, it's in, uh, it's in production now. That is so awesome. And look at that. That's exactly why I took my son to Iowa to meet oh. with the chemist. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted him to be there from the very beginning. Yeah. And I really, Tom, I really, I'm a total science geek. I loved it growing up. I loved it in school. I wanted to see if he had that same spark. And I'm sad to say he does not. <laughs> he, <laughs> he does not love science. At least it's not happened yet. I'm a little concerned it never will. <laughs> but at least he got to be there as part of it. I'm going to defend him. It's an acquired taste. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about britches real quick. I love britches. This is a britches. Oh, sorry. 
This is a Britches Warthog. So what is Britches? Britches is an iconic clothing brand that was founded in, in Georgetown in Washington, D.C. One of the coolest shopping areas in the world. And I like to think it's a clothing brand that mixes like prep and surfer and like punk rock all mixed up in one. They are the ones that brought the rugby as we know it to America. And they've also developed that guy, the iconic Warthog logo. So right now, listeners and viewers of Making Waves podcast can get 10% off their entire order at warthog.vip. So just go to warthog.vip, order whatever you want. It's all cool stuff. And type in code WAVES, W-A-V-E-S, at checkout, you get 10% off. It's awesome. Again, I've been using this brand since I was a little kid. They went away for 20 years, and our former podcast guest, Matt Carson, brought it back. If you want to look cool out there, like this guy, see what I did there? Go to warthog.vip, check him out, and uh, get 10% off. How easier could it be? All right, let's go back to the interview. That was, it was still an awesome trip, one that I will always cherish because he and I were there together and he got to experience a lot of that. And it was so much fun just road tripping with him, which we've done several times. When you mentioned that originally uh, a little bit back, that's what I thought about is just, that's awesome because I love to do that with my kids is take them on, you know, unfortunately it's just worked out or maybe it's that like attracts like that you mentioned you are attracted and work with people that that's their same mentality as well. I've never had anybody say, why, why is she here? Why is he here? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. I think we can do that. You know, how often can we do that when we're in a corporate environment? You, You don't bring your kids to work very often. I mean, it just doesn't quite fit, but, um, when you're, an entrepreneur and you're working for yourself, they see it. And because our shop is in our backyard, he sees it all. He's packed packages. He's done a lot of the shipping. When we originally created our product, we poured it, hand poured it in little jars and he put all the stickers on the jars. Um, It was a total family affair for sure. But um, he has moments where he gets really sick of it because it's like another child in our family, you know, salty britches. We can't go anywhere without people, which is awesome because people want to talk to us about it. And I think it gets on his nerves a little bit. Um, and then what's really funny, this is hilarious. He'll hear me say something like, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And he's like, mom, are you listening to Jesse and Chad again? <laughs> Don't die in the chair. <laughs> That's it. Enough said. He was like, oh, it wears him out, I think. But, um, you know, to have that kind of coaching at that age, I would have loved to have had that at that age, knowing what I know now. Yeah. You know, he may not appreciate it until he is older. But yeah, BYLR filters all the way down. You know, one day, and I don't know if this has happened yet, um, but one day, do you, he's got to come to the realization that this company that you built really was just to help him. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I, I think he knows that there was a time where he was embarrassed because he didn't want people to know that he suffered from this issue at the beach and he's a little skinny thing. And he's like, mom, you're telling everybody I'm getting a rash. <laughs> I'm like, well, honey, it turns out, A lot of people get this, you know, and if you wouldn't have suffered from it, we wouldn't have been able to help these other people that suffer from it. And it was interesting to watch him really sort through that and realize, you know, it's not a big deal. You know, it's, it's just not a big deal. I don't even care anymore. Something he is doing because our brand has gained a good bit of popularity, especially locally is he designed a hat recently that has the logo on it and he's selling them at school. So I'm like, because we don't have this particular hat on our website. It's just for him to kind of, you know, swim through a little bit of the entrepreneurial waters on his own. And he designed it, came up with it. And now he takes them to school and sells them, (laughs) which is fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Well, so what is, what is your marketing strategy? Oh, good Lord. That's a deep question. That's a, a, a long answer to that question. I have four buckets. Okay. The first bucket is the beach market, the coastal market. 
which is originally all we thought we were. And then, and our coastal, there were coastal graphics and only coastal graphics on our original tube. Well, we quickly realized we were gaining a lot of traction in the triathlete market, in the running, ultra running, trail running market, athlete market. Um, So that is bucket number two. Bucket number three is our military market. Um, Those who want a more manly tube, quote unquote, Um, those who are serving in the military, those who wished they served in the military, pretend they serve in the military, the prepper. um, That's our third bucket. And then our fourth bucket is the winter market. So, you know, those that suffer from windburn, from chat lips, those that are still competing um, in the winter, like the hockey players, mm-hmm. and the, it just is temperature based. So we have those four buckets and that really evolved in 2020. So we recently changed our website to reflect those four buckets to help guide people. Okay. I know I, I'm hearing about salty bridges and before they'd go look it up and it was just coastal and say they're running a triathlon. It didn't make sense to them. So we changed our website to reflect each bucket so it would direct whoever was coming to the website to the bucket that they were searching for and take all the thought out of what they were doing with the website for the customer. So it's those four buckets and we're really trying to balance um, basically ad dollars, which we really, we don't run any ads and we haven't for a long time. And we're, we're working through what we need to do with that. Um, I wanted purposely to grow it organically and see how it kind of performed on its own. I didn't want to buy my way into anything and I haven't. And that, I think that's really played to our favor. And I don't know that I really realized that's what I was doing initially. I just didn't want to get in a lot of debt and I wanted it to kind of unfold and tell me the story it wanted to tell me. So I knew what to pursue. And that's exactly what happened because then it became popular in the athlete market, the military market, the winter market, the summer market. Um, So that now I have more under my belt to know, okay, what kind of trade show do I need to attend? Um, What space do I need to really focus on Uh, or what state for example, Florida is huge. Um, they're hot pretty much all year long. So we've we have sold out in Florida. I don't know how many times. Wow. So we're we're trying to really spend a little more focus in Florida. And, and a lot of this is all that has risen up as a result of not spending money on ads, not going after whatever we assumed is where we belonged. We let it happen organic. Let it happen organically, and it told us its own story. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, what happened. What, what role does like social media play with the building uh, of the brand? Like who handles that? I think it's a big, it plays a big role. So um, I have a, a girl that works for me. Who's awesome. You just saw her walk in actually. Her name's Jordan. She's exceptional. Um, Jordan helps me tremendously. She's in her early twenties. I'm 45 years old. I'm of this you know, it's not an excuse, but I went all the way through college using a word processor for my lab reports. So that dates me. She can do what would take me hours to figure out she could do in five minutes. So she's helping me with that. But the cool thing about social media is that we haven't had to create our own content. People send us pictures they tag us all the time and we just share a lot of that stuff. And I really spend a lot of my focus on my retailers and new retailers that join our family. And we, we call it the salty family. I have ambassadors. I don't pay my ambassadors anything. They, they love the product first. They discover it. And then I end up working with them and they promote it more. I'll send them some product, but I'm particular about those people. Um, a lot of them don't have huge followers. They're just ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Like, for instance, I have a young kid. His name's Carter. He's nine. He's surfing every day. He's on his 300. Today is his 365th day of consecutive surfing. Really? And he has 
posted about Salty Bridges because it's made a huge difference for him. I'm sure his mom helps run his account. And he's based in Ocean City, New Jersey, by the way. But yeah, nine years old. 365 days of consecutive surfing in East Coast. Yes. Mid-Atlantic. Regardless of the weather. Yes, it's been unbelievable. He started with a goal of 100 consecutive days. Blew past that 200 consecutive days, blew past that 300 consecutive days. And this kid, regardless of how he's felt, regardless of what the weather is like, he goes surfing every single day, at least once a day to meet his goal. And he's nine. So he, and he's nine. Is that, I mean, of course he's worthy of being an ambassador. Absolutely. You know, those are the people we want to help that we want to cheer for. Does it make our grand grow slower? I don't know. I don't care. You know, it just works with our culture as a company. Yeah. Well, I love the culture of your company and I wish it nothing but success. And, Thank uh, you, Tom. Before we end, where can everybody find you? So, of course, you can find us on social media, Get Salty Britches. Um, we're at Get Salty Britches on Instagram and Facebook. We have our YouTube is <laughs> a lot of our videos go over there, but I don't really promote it. Um, but we're Salty Bridges family on YouTube. We just joined TikTok and posted our first video last week. We're posting another one today and that's Salty Bridges. Um, I have to tell you a funny story about that. The domain Salty Bridges we could not get because it belonged to a dead racehorse. <laughs> Oh, it makes complete sense. We, I mean, what the heck? We couldn't get it. So we had to add get in front of it. Um, so that's our domain. That is our website, Get Salty Bridges. Yeah. So um, they can find us. At, we're at 112 retail locations and growing every day. Um, and we're on Amazon as well. So we're everywhere. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure talking with you, meeting you. And uh, I'm sure that we will, I, I like to stay in contact. Please do, yes. Thank you for watching. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. If you are interested in getting more information about our guest or the podcast, go to the show links below. It'll tell you everything, direct you to where you want to go. I appreciate it if you liked and subscribed and left a comment that does great things for us on all the platforms. So as you go along your week, take care and keep making waves.